0: We can love the words of God as well as the Word of God. The former are His love letters that collectively comprise the content of the Bible. The latter is His Son. The former are important only as they lead us to the latter. And think about this the latter, God's Son, is a doorway to God Himself. Jesus said, If you've seen me, you have seen my Father. If I truly want to know my Heavenly Father, if I truly want to believe that He loves me, knows me, and that He desires the same from me, that is only possible through the Word of God, who is the Son of God. Let's see how that can be. Join Lance Tholander on this podcast of The Word of God from exploring the divine finding God's heart in words of wonder
1: with the purpose of building up the body of Christ through local discipleship national partnerships and international support of indigenous missionary activity welcome to hope builders international hi this is Lance Hollander. I'm here with my friend Robert King and today we're going to talk about an amazing subject, uh, the Word of God. And I suppose that you could ask the question, what is the most powerful force in this universe? You know, is it nuclear weapons? Is it chemical, biological weapons? Is it Islam? Is it capitalism? Um, you know, and I think that an excellent argument could be made that the most powerful force is the Word of God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So... Robert, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your experience with the Word of God.
2: I was raised in Texas uh, uh, in a church situation that uh, spoke of the Word of God as the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. Our encounter with the Word of God was you need to read read it a lot. You need yeah. to memorize it. You need to do what it says. Right. Uh, take it seriously. um uh, regarded as holy and uh, form your life by it yeah so so my experience with the word was was pretty negative because I I never could seem to remember those verses that I memorized yeah, right. <laughs> or or read a scripture enough spend enough time although I I, I tell you this I I I got to reading this book when I was young and I've come to love scripture. Yeah. But but the, the, the problem with it was that it was it was seen as the only way God could communicate to me. That's really what drove me to. The scriptures to open up that Bible and say, "Okay, God, you're yeah. going to have to get it." You know, yeah. if if this is how you communicate with me, right. uh, that's that's what I want uh, from this reading. Yeah. So it was it was mostly a a, a pretty legalistic view, a, a, a narrow, limited view of what the word was.
1: Yeah. You know, certainly that's a misconception that a lot of people have. Of course, if you asked a first century Christian or first few hundred centuries Mm -hmm. what the Word of God was, you know, they wouldn't have said the Bible because obviously there was no collected Bible for hundreds of years. And if you read the Bible, as we're going to go through some of these passages today, the Scripture makes it really clear who the word of God really is and of course that's going to turn out to be Jesus and one thing that goes along with that is this idea you were saying that mentioned it to me earlier that you know God talked then and then he stopped he, he spoke to us in the Bible but then he that was it you know so the idea that God may be speaking today is that that was that unacceptable that was
2: unacceptable mm-hmm. to to my church yeah, leaders and teachers back at that time they they said, uh, "We will speak where the Bible speaks, and we'll be silent where the Bible is silent." Yeah, as if the Bible is the beginning and the end of all communication right. from God. Yeah, and so so that really puts a a pretty heavy burden on on understanding. With our with our minds, what is in this Bible of ours? Right, and so we spend a lot of time <laughs> going to Bible college and mm-hmm. and becoming knowledgeable about scriptures.
1: Yeah, you know, one thing the scriptures clearly show us is that God is a communicator. Yeah, you know, then God said, "That's how the whole whole yeah. story begins." Uh, in the Old Testament, two hundred and sixty times it talks about the word of the Lord coming to. You know, in Ezekiel, 49 times, the word of the Lord Mm -hmm. came to me, saying... I mean, we're talking about a communicator here, a person who comes and speaks. Uh, You know, Peter wrote about us. You know, you have been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and abiding word of God. So... It's interesting, if you look at that word in the Greek, it's the same word that we see in John 1 1. Hmm. In the beginning yeah. was the word. Now we know that word became flesh. We know that word has a name. We know that word is Jesus. Now, when Peter is talking about the word of God when he writes, he's talking about the same person. He's talking about this living, abiding hmm. Jesus. So. We both love the scriptures, and the scriptures certainly bring us to the Lord Jesus, but there's a fuller meaning, there's a fuller reality available to us in this word, and I know that's what we want to talk about today. Here's a word that it says in John, everything that came into being, came into being through him. You know, that's why I earlier said, arguably, what's the most powerful force in this universe? Everything that has been created was created through and by this word. So talk about power. Talk about a lightning storm or the creativity that it took to create the universes. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the power of this living word. Uh, and, And so he shows up. He's on the planet. He's saying, my words will make you clean. Why? Well, because this word ultimately is going to be crucified. This word is going to go into the grave and going to be resurrected. And through getting that word into you, cleansing is going to be available through the blood. He knows that. Um, he says, if, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words. Now, again, we can take that back to the Bible and trying to obey the Bible. But I don't think that's what he's talking about there. You know, if anyone loves me, he listen to this, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, Mm -hmm. and we will come to him and make our abode, our dwelling, with him. Now, Robert, I do not believe that he is first and foremost there talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about, first of all, uh, he's not saying if you're good and you keep the rules, God will like you. No, he's talking to people, number one, who love him. Where does our relationship with the Word of God begin? By getting loved. I mean, you want to have an experience with the Word of God? Mm. You're going to begin with falling in love. Let,
2: letting Him letting love him, me.
1: Letting yeah. Him love you. And Jesus is saying, keep my words. You know, He's saying, uh, I will not leave you. What were the words He was giving to them? I will not leave you bereaved. I'm coming to you. Mm -hmm. Still a while, the words beholding me no longer, but you're beholding me, seeing that I'm living, you also will be living. These are the words he's talking about that he wants Mm -hmm. you to Mm -hmm. hold on to. In that day, you shall know, this day that was coming very soon, that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Now, those are mysterious, intimate words. Mm -hmm. Um, He who has my precepts, he that's that's listening to me is keeping these. He it is who's loving me. Now, he who is loving me will be loved by my Father. I shall be loving him and will be showing myself to him. So what's a benchmark there? If I'm truly hanging around the Word of God, what is going to be my experience? I'm going to be loved by the Father. I'm going to be loved by the Son. I'm going to be loving them back. I mean, there's a benchmark for I'm, me in the Word of God. And I'm going to be seeing
2: Jesus. He, he yeah. says, I, I'm going to be revealing myself right. to him. That's right. And so I'm going to be on the receiving end of that. That's right. Actually, you know, seeing more and more <laughs> of who Jesus is. That's what he
1: says. So there's a good benchmark the word of God, if you're having an experience with that word, yeah. you're ending up in, in this love arena, this love relationship. Yeah. So if I'm not, I need to back off a little bit and say, Lord, this isn't bringing me into this love relationship with you. Therefore, I need to reorient somehow. To yeah. There's a mystery here because you have, you have the eternal word. He becomes flesh. Hmm. He walks around on the planet. We watch him as a seed, and then he goes to the grave. And but before he goes, uh, how is this going to transfer? How is this word made flesh going to become the living word, as Peter said, that gives life to us? You know, and the Lord says, "I'll ask the Father. He'll give you another Helper that He may be with you forever." the spirit mm. of truth, yeah. whom the world can't receive. But he says, but you know him. Why? He Because he abides with you. He will be in you. I mean, if, he, if that's not clear enough, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Who's coming to you? Well, this living word, Christ, is going to return as the spirit of truth. Uh, and then he says... When he comes, he will bear witness of me. And you will bear witness also because you've been with me from the beginning. Uh, but when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. Good. Uh,
2: he will bear witness of me and yeah. you will bear witness of me. That's right. See, see mm. we get in on the communication we do. of God. Yeah. The the bearing witness of who God mm. is. Mm. We get in on that. Yeah. Now that's that's pretty
1: amazing.
2: To, it is amazing. That just that just hit me as you were yeah. As you were speaking. And
1: if our concept of him is this angry lawgiver, yeah. this strict rule giver that we got to do this, this, and this, is that the witness? And unfortunately, too often, that is the witness yeah. Yeah. that we yeah. give of him—that he is that kind of God—and right. that is totally opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, to what the lord is saying here. You know, he will he will glorify me. Yeah. For he will take of mine will disclose it to you. I mean, this is the mystery of the holy trinity really right here. I mean, how God could be in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now Christ somehow is in the spirit and in that way gets this creative dynamic loving mm. powerful Cleansing, sanctifying Word of God into us. Wow. Yeah.
2: the The very community of God mm. comes to live. Yeah. Among us and in us.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And they knew Him as the Word, as the this mighty yeah. Word of God. You know what happened in Acts? They had prayed. The place where they had gathered was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit that Jesus was going to send. And what did they do? They began to speak the word of God with boldness. And what were they doing? They were giving witness, to, it says, to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. So here's this word now in them yep. doing what? Giving witness to the Lord Jesus. So, again, this word brings us right back. To the Lord, and I love the way this verse ends. Uh, abundant grace was upon them all. Mm. <laughs> so, in the first encounter, yeah. the love, the the word of God is going to lead us into this amazing love relationship. Yeah. Here, the presence of the word of God, the result is abundant grace. So, again, there's a good benchmark. Are you when you have when you encounter the word of God, are you just amazed? By the goodness, the graciousness of God. Yeah,
2: I love how the word it, it always points mm. to Jesus. Always, yeah. always. And when, whenever we're, uh, you know, really everything in Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, you know, is pointing toward the that one particular man. Yeah, a human man. Uh, Jesus. Everything God does, everything Mm. that He he says, everything uh, that He accomplishes in human history, Mm. everything in nature is pointing Mm. toward toward one word. Mm. The name of Jesus. It's all pointed toward that culmination of... Mm. uh, It's the... The reason for this universe mm-hmm. is Jesus.
1: You know, there's so many verses, again, that yeah. point us to that. Yeah. You know, once we start realizing this, who Jesus is, again, as the Word. I mean, yeah. it, here's what happened in Samaria, Acts 8. Philip went to preach there. The Scriptures say, "...therefore those who had been scattered went about preaching the Word." Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. I mean, yeah, there it is what you're saying. I mean, yeah. here's this word is Christ. It's the proclamation of who he is. Yes.
2: That's what was so exciting to me about about your inviting me on this particular chapter to talk about it because here we we get to 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 say, you know, the word of God all mm. points to Jesus. That's Jesus. Mm. We're <laughs> uncovering who Jesus is. Yeah. That's that's exciting yeah. to me.
1: Talk to me a little bit about yeah. this idea of being dissatisfied. Oh yeah. As a Christian, because yeah. you know there's a, an amazing verse in Hebrews uh, that says uh, there remains a Sabbath rest yeah. for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest, has rested from his works, as God did. So let's be diligent to enter that rest. So there's a rest there. And it's tied, you know, the next verse says, For the word of God is living and active. But Talk to me a little bit about that rest versus the dissatisfaction that... Yeah. Experience. Yeah.
2: This uh, it kind of refers back to what I was saying earlier about my my background. We were expected to improve in our Christian lives, mm-hmm. uh, get better, uh, strive harder, uh, read more, memorize more, or mm-hmm. or study more, get better, and 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 in that mindset. There was a lot of disf- dissatisfaction mm-hmm. in me. I, I I think probably anybody listening to this would could relate to a sense of dissatisfaction with my life. Mm-hmm. If I could only read this next book, if I could only hear this next sermon, or go to that right church, or mm-hmm. go to this seminar, or that yeah, or that retreat. Mm-hmm. If I could just find my calling, yeah. You know, I'm, okay, I'm, oh, I'm dissatisfied with who I am right? and where I stand with God. Mm-hmm. In my life, that shaped a lot of, uh, of my life, uh, yeah. the way that I thought about myself, the way that I thought about God. And, mm-hmm. of course, that spills over into all kinds of relationships. But as you're saying, the Word of God brings rest. That means that I don't have to do, I don't have to get better. To you be don't? to be loved.
1: You don't have to get better.
2: I don't have to get better. <laughs> <laughs> There's a revolutionary concept. <laughs> well, it is. It was to me, you know, and it, it just it's taken years to sit down and can quit striving. Yeah,
1: um, and that's not to say that you won't get better, you know, in that sense by hanging around with Jesus. But of what of you're course. saying is, it's not going to be a result of your hard efforts right. uh, by studying harder and so forth.
2: Yeah, and so so that when when Jesus is living and abiding in me, mm. yeah, and I'm eating Him and drinking Him, He's He's just here. Yeah, when He's that way, uh, then then there is a rest and a a, a satisfaction. Mm with my life. Yeah. That I don't I don't have to feel I've got to move beyond where I am mm. in order to be yeah. loved.
1: And it's so ironic that the very verses that could have been used to introduce <laughs> yeah. us to this rest yeah. instead are often used to lead us to a life of striving, right. of dissatisfaction. I mean these verses in Hebrews there remains, therefore, a Sabbath rest. Let's be diligent to enter that rest. And and how do we do that? Well, it's, it says it right there. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Now, of course, we've like it. We've said that the bot can be the Bible. So, but. That is clearly not what this passage is talking right, about. Right. What's going to bring you to rest? I mean, there is no creature hidden from his sight. Yeah, That his is talking about the word of God. That his yeah. is a person. There is no creature hidden from his sight. All things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Since then, we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. I mean, yeah. could it be clear that that word of God is Jesus, our great priest, yes. who's standing before the Father?
2: And he's the great creative force hmm, that's right. of the universe. Now, that's right. if, if if he is... The most powerful creative force that, like you mm-hmm. said at the beginning here, yeah, and and he's inside me. Mm-hmm. Then everything that needs to happen with Robert King mm. is gonna happen. Wow, well, well, that's because that's of a glorious his power. Way to think you know his power? Yeah, not by yeah. my yeah. doing the right thing or yeah or finding the right. Amen. Even path. Yeah. So, so he is the word in me. I was reading in in Isaiah. Here, here is this great promise: the Lord longs to be gracious to you, and he says, he says, you will hear mm. a word behind you, mm. wow. saying, "This is the way. Yeah. Walk in it. Yeah. Whenever you turn to the left or to the right, yeah. there's that word. Mm-hmm. There he is. Wow, <laughs> there beautiful. he is." In me, beautiful, to 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 where I hear his good counsel, Mm -hmm. his his even direction. That's
1: so intimate,
2: Robert. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, isn't that too subjective? Can you really trust that?
2: I think you can. We've got to learn how to trust that. If I don't trust that, I'm I'm not trusting. Yeah. the the trustable. You're woman. you're not
1: really trusting all that he has offered and put yeah. into you with his presence. Now, of course, we've got the scriptures. Thank God. Yes. Now absolutely. we have the scriptures yeah. to match up the, what we're hearing, and we have the body of Christ to surround us right. for safety. I mean, right. you know, we have safeguards here, but this intimacy that Jesus is talking about in the Gospel of John is way more than just objectively studying something historical i mean he wants a relationship with you and me today Um, and i
2: i I hasten to add that i i want to grow in trusting that voice yeah that word that says this is the way walk in it yeah that word that says robert i love you Mm. i I, i'm growing in trusting that word yeah I, I haven't attained it yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's face but, it. We, we live lives shrouded in mystery. Yeah. And what is the Lord doing now? I mean, why aren't things happening on the timetable I want? Why aren't things turning out the yeah. way I want them to? I mean, these are just, uh, this, is the, this is the story of our lives, yeah. you know, is, is trusting, waiting, believing, you know, and in the meantime, enjoying. Yes this word. Yeah. Fellowshipping with yeah. this word. Mm-hmm. You know, just to put a a biblical anchor, you know, in this passage, again, this this verse, the word of God is living and active. That word there is exactly the same Greek word as the word in John 1 1. In the beginning mm-hmm. was the word. It's it's the same word Peter uses. Uh you know, saying you've been born again through the living and abiding word of God. This is the same word in the language, you know, that, that we're talking about here. So if you're going to hold out, and I am, that John 1.1 1, 1 is talking about Jesus. Yes. Then I'm going to hold out in the same way that John 4.12 is also talking about Jesus. This living, active word the one who's passed through the heavens mm-hmm. he knows everything there is to know he's seen it all done it all yeah. and now he's our advocate and that's so then we have something that we can hold fast to mm-hmm. to this Jesus yeah, yeah that's beautiful let me let me ask you something else taking a little different direction you're a poet, you're a songwriter you're a creative thinker in this way. Mm-hmm talk to me a little bit about how you see poetry and this creative thinking related to what we're talking about Jesus the Word of God
2: yeah yeah this is the thing that excites me about mm-hmm. about the Word of God as a poet I revel in words
1: mm-hmm.
2: and when when I realized there in John chapter one that that this word is the creative force yeah. in Everything that was made, then I realize I'm I am dealing with the creative force. If anyone listening longs to be creative or is creative, and I, I know we're all creative in different ways, mm-hmm. um, this relationship with the Word brings us in touch with the very found, the fountain of creativity. Mm-hmm. Human creativity wow. springs from Jesus. Wow. The word. As as I was thinking about the word and in, in relation to poetry, I was thinking about the process of writing a poem mm-hmm. that most poets start with particulars. Mm-hmm. They start with a stone with moss. Mm-hmm. They they start they start with something. Tangible. They start with uh, the moisture on the on a dog's nose, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. They start there with those particulars, and within the poem, expands upon that particular, and it grows into a universal. Mm-hmm. That's what metaphor does. Mm-hmm. So that so metaphor <laughs> is, mm-hmm. is the use of language to point beyond the particular. We start with those particulars and our our experience goes to the universal. And and then I began to think about Jesus mm-hmm. the Word. He is He is God's particular. Starts as a baby in a in a hay rack in a barn mm-hmm. in Bethlehem you know and and lives a very particular human life here is a man the man Jesus by the time he goes to the cross and is buried and is raised from the dead and is living now mm-hmm. that particular has grown and grown to become the universal of humanity there's that scripture in in times past God spoke through prophets and and, uh, but but now he has spoken to us through his son Jesus now he speaks to us through that one particular man that's right there is nothing about God that Jesus did not Fully express. Wow! Now tell me, yeah. tell, tell me, Lance, is there anything wow. about God the Father that Jesus did not yeah. express?
1: He said, "He has seen the <laughs> has seen the Father." Has seen the Father. Said the the only begotten God. He has revealed Him. He yeah. explains Him. There He is. And the Lord kept saying to said to His disciples, "I'm going away, but I'm coming back." Why? Because I've got more to show you of my Father. I mean that's his yeah that's what he loves to do. The Spirit loves to exalt the Son, Jesus. The Son loves to exalt the Father. The Father turns around and gives glory <laughs> to the whole Godhead. I There's mean, just some exaltation. And we're going in on. there somewhere getting glorified and refreshed and cleansed and loved and washed. All yeah. within the boundaries of yeah. the Word of God. Yes. And and then you think where is that word today? I mean the word is in a sense in the heavens on the earth but you know that word has come to live inside to you dwell. inside me. I mean yes. I'm thinking about these you know Paul wrote to the Colossians let the word of Christ now again we take that and we narrow it down to yeah. the Bible the words mm-hmm. of the Bible but listen let the word here's what it says let the word who is Christ Richly dwell within you. Well, what's going to happen when I do that? I well, you're going to get wisdom. You're going to <laughs> admonish one another. Psalms and hymns may come up, spiritual songs. You're going to sing with thankfulness in your heart. I mean, yeah. there's going to be yeah. a happy, a release of 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 who we really are.
2: You know, so that so that I can start
1: expressing. <laughs> who I really am. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, you know, to back that up, here's how Paul said the same thing to the Ephesians. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think I'm making it up that the word he's talking about in Colossians is Christ, listen to what he says in Ephesians. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit where in the inner human in there why so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith yeah and that you be rooted and grounded in love that we're back to being loved by hanging around with this christ who is the word who is in spirit who is in us yeah But, but so that, that, we can know the love of Christ, and we can be filled yeah. up with all the saints. And there's another key thing there. This happens yeah. with all the saints. This is a shared mm-hmm. richness. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, it would be because it's, it's some, he is, he's a communicator. He's a sharer of life. Yes. He doesn't love to live in me just as the individual Christian trying to figure out how to yeah, do it yeah. on my own. Yeah. This is something that happens. In community, in ecclesia, yes. as we've talked about before, yeah.
2: And there's a, a growing delight mm-hmm. uh, in being with with other believers.
1: You know, Paul was motivated by this. Yeah. I, I love to talk about Paul and the mystery, which is Christ as a seed in us. But you know, again, he says of this I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit what? so that I might make full the word of God I mean he wants to make yeah. Jesus full in us and he had just been talking about him and saying for by him all things were created There, here we go right back to this creative yes. dynamic living word yeah. that we've been talking about
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a purpose for life right there is is Mm -hmm. to make the word of God full. Yeah. In us, you know, and among us.
1: Yeah. You know, there's so much more we can say. We can talk about, you know, Ephesians take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, again we, we say that's well that's the Bible. It's more than the Bible. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The Spirit Word is in us, and we can take Him as our own. Um, I want to close, because I love this picture that we get uh, in Revelation, taking one last look at Jesus Christ, because... He's the best. He's the one we've been talking about, our captain, the one who died for us, came to live in us, saved us. So anyway, here's how the Apostle John describes him in Revelation 19, verses 11 to 13. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on it is called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judge and wages war. I mean, where there's a battle here, and we've been invited into it his eyes are a flame of fire on his head are many diadems and he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself but listen to this he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god there he is riding on his white horse again this the word of god that word is the same exact word in John 1.1. 1, 1. It's yes. the same mm. Greek word. It's the same exact wo- Greek word in Hebrews 4.12. This one who came in the flesh, this one who gives us rest, this one is riding on a white horse, waging war. Yeah, He's wearing red, so we can wear white. And we see him. That wow. robe just didn't have red on the edges of it. Yeah. That robe was dipped in blood. And every time we see him, I I know this is true for me. Every time I see him, I remember, Lord, you're my righteousness. You're my salvation. I can rest in you because of the blood, not because of anything I've done. So he's wearing red. He's riding out. And, man, it's been a joy. He is victorious. It's been been a battle. But (laughs) looking back over the 40-some years, I've known him, I've got to say. Yeah yeah Uh, i want to keep riding i want to keep riding with this one who is the word of god joy riding together with you in this battle yeah thank you for joining us on this final podcast from the exploring the divine book and i do pray that the word who is christ will richly dwell in you leading you into the love of the father his wonderful grace and goodness and uh that you'll join us again on our next series of podcasts here on Hope Builders International. Thank you.
2: Thank you for listening to Hope Builders International. Discover ways that you can join us with building up the body of Christ by visiting our website at hope-builders.org.